Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. And a special welcome to our federal friends. You know who you are. Oh, that's a long story. Someday we'll tell it, but not now. <laughs> uh, I'm loved and uh, feared uh, in some circles. Listen, sometimes something happens that makes your I life... I laughed at in some circles. Yeah, me too. <laughs> makes everything worth it. I get an email uh, from Glenn. Glenn Owen. Anthony. Just a small note for the radio show when you need some content. The tourniquet that I kept in my truck for, quotes, other people, yeah. saved my life on May 11th. I was cutting metal when the saw blade disintegrated, cutting into my thigh. Oh, my God. I knew it was really bad immediately and applied pressure at once. My wife was nearby, thank God, and while calling 911, she applied the tourniquet while I instructed her what to do. Blood flow, blood flow slowed but didn't stop. EMTs applied a second tourniquet and took over applying pressure. Paramedics arrived and decided to fly me to a trauma center because they were also having trouble controlling my blood loss. All good now due to being prepared, thinking clearly, and getting the proper help quickly. Just a quick note that how quickly things can go horribly wrong. Glenn, weekly listener, Gun for Hire Radio and Gun Lawyer, member ANJ or PC, Second Amendment Foundation, NRA. Glenn, holy shit, I am just so glad that you are alive. It's amazing how much blood is in a human body yep. and you and think you're going to bleed out. Yeah. And, and how, so, you know, Sandy definitely cut the femoral artery. This is the yep. only email I got from Glenn with the info. But guys, girls that we listen being prepared. I mean, before I wrote Crime Proof, we talked about this all the time. Having a bug out bag, having a first aid kit, having a tourniquet kit. You know, Rob Pincus always he carries a tourniquet on his ankle everywhere wow. he goes, through the airport and everything. Wow. He has a tourniquet kit. Yeah, an emergency kit because you just never know. Uh, I, I'm just I'm blown away, Glenn, that you and your wife were clear and clear and level headed enough and able to slow the bleeding down and survive. I, this is the perfect example of you are your own first responder. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is the yes. perfect example. I have another one for you in a second, but that is the perfect example that you are your f own first responder. Guys and girls, listen to me. Everybody should have a bug out bag, emergency kit, a tourniquet in your car, in a bag. Your wife should have it. Your your loved ones, your kids, and take a class. You know, when we run the Stop the Bleed classes here that John teaches, it's the lowest attendance class of any class that we run. Sandy. I know, and it's the most important one. Yeah, because nobody thinks they need it till you need it. They worry about breathing, but not about bleeding. <sighs> it's really, really bad. You want another example why you need to be your own first responder? We're going to talk later about the massacre in Buffalo from that, that white supremacist racist guy, but kid... But one of the women was hiding in an aisle in the grocery store, and she called 911, and she was whispering. And the 911 operator said, speak up. I can't hear you. And she whispered, there's an active shooter here. I can't talk any louder. She says, ma'am, I can't hear you. And she hung up on her. 
Are you kidding me? Yeah, she's been suspended with pay pending an investigation because all 911 calls are taped. Uh, is that We just listened to Glenn's story where he, God forbid, he almost bled out, him and his wife, because they were prepared and because they had level heads, he managed to survive another day. But here's a woman who's taken the initiative to call 911 to report an active shooter, and the 911 operator hung up on her because she couldn't hear her. We are, are we not our own first responders? Yeah, absolutely right. Whew. Wow. Uh, okay, so a little shooken up there, but I'm just so glad that uh, Glenn is here to uh, be on the to show write and, us. And, yeah. and, and, and write us. Please, 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 please. All right, so we're getting inundated. Mark Cheeseman is also getting inundated about what, what's going to happen uh, when the Supreme Court ruling comes down on the Bruin case. And last week's show, I opened last week's show with a descriptive analysis. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was Gunfire Radio 574. Everybody should go and listen to that show. So now we're going we're gonna to try. I don't know what that is. You hear that? Mm-mm. No. Okay, we're going to try something new uh, next week. We are going to start doing uh, remotes, and we're going to have the first guest is going to be Jay Factor. Oh, great! He's going to he's going to he's going to be on the show. He's the Second Amendment historian, and uh, we're going to have him on the show so he can discuss uh, other cases and other precedent um, in the history of New Jersey. So tune into uh, what's this? What shows this? Five seven four. So tune into is it five seven four? I'm I'm a yes. little slow. Yeah, tune into five seven five as well next week. But here's the deal: everybody, cool your jets. All these posts online. I'm gonna go qualify. I'm gonna take a <laughs> course. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna apply for my carry permit now, so I get ahead of everybody oh, else. Yeah. You're gonna get denied. Right. We don't know what the look the outlook is going to this be. This is gonna take Real- years. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. And we're going to have uh, Dan Schmutter on the week after, and then we're going to have Scott Bach on, and then we'll have Evan Knappen on, and we're going to talk about what's going on. But, you know, uh, one thing I want to talk about is um, if a positive outcome comes out, Scott Bach talked about this, what would it mean for New Jersey? What it won't mean is that New Jersey's absurd anti-carry scheme would immediately or automatically fall. Before that can happen, the Supreme Court's ruling in the New York case must first be enforced in New Jersey. To do just that, ANJRPC, together with its litigation partners in NRA and CNJFO, already has filed a lawsuit, and it's on hold, okay? We have a lawsuit on hold. We don't know what the final is going to look, but listen, how did this case get there? NRA, FPC, Second Amendment Foundation, ANJRPC, NJ2AS, CNJFO, any organizations I may, oh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, and all of you are loyal listeners that donate to one or all of those organizations mm-hmm. and stay politically active and support, uh, you know, legislators that kind of support us, even though they're few and far between anymore. But, but all of us with our fingers on the pulse of what's going on with this case. We are the ones, and we're, we're trying to educate. And, you know, like Mark Cheeseman posted, he's frustrated because everybody, they're knocking the NRA, they're knocking this, they're knocking that. Guys and girls, let's get, this, let's get the ruling. This didn't happen by accident. The NRA, SAF, FPC, they've been planting cases all over the country for years and always trying to get something to the Supremes. Drake, Pantano, we lost those in New Jersey, right? Uh, the Cheeseman case. Boom. 
knocked down, wasn't granted cert. Uh, Evan Knappen's law firm had a case or two, wasn't granted cert. This one was granted cert. We have to get it over the goalpost now. New York is going to be the first to reap the good news, right? We are going to be following behind. Scott has had us set up this way, and Dan and Evan, where we have our 10-round mag cases on hold, we have a carry case that's on hold right now, and we have a couple other cases in the lower courts. We're getting there. We're going to do it. You know, our legislators are not going to roll over. Murphy is not going to roll over. He just told us after the massacre up in Buffalo, he said the gun lobby, that's me, by the way, and you out there, should stick their thoughts and prayers. <laughs> this is a guy that lets criminals walk the street while he focuses on the innate object where he should be focusing on a dentist. Okay? Right. That's this guy, that he focuses on the innate object, but with the criminals walk amongst us every day, catch and release, revolving criminal justice system. You let the people out. You know, let's talk about uh, the Supreme Court before I get into Buffalo. So the Supreme Court, the Obama, the Obama, well, I said it right, the Obama slash Biden administration, uh, you know, um, what's his name? President Pudding Pop. New name for him. <laughs> President Pudding, Pudding Pop. Really like you like that one, right? <laughs> President Pudding Pop. We know he's not really running the country. He doesn't know what's going on. He He can't make a decision. Okay. I pooped myself. (laughs) We got to take a break. Over 100 days, he has not done a press conference. Right. Over 100 days. Anyway. Meanwhile, we can't afford to get back and forth to work. Yes, we had, you know, Peppermint Patty said it's okay for people to protest outside Supreme Court justices' houses, even though there's a federal law that says you can't do that. Hmm. So here's what's going to happen. They're going to double down and get pissed off. If you don't think so, and you know Thomas is going to write the majority, uh, Justice Thomas, my favorite, Clarence Thomas puts an end to speculation and reveals exactly when he will absolutely leave the court. Sandy, would you play the clip of my most favorite jurist? Absolutely. Thank you. One of the things I'd say in response to the media is when they talk about, especially early on, about the way I did my job, I said, I will absolutely leave the court when I do my job as poorly as you do yours. And that was meant as a compliment, really. <laughs> 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 that. Wait, he's got more. There's more. Watch. Oh, gosh. All the way over here, yes. <laughs> it really is good to be me. It really is. Sandy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I make that my ringtone on my phone? <laughs> That'd be great, right? <laughs> he's got such a great laugh. <laughs> it's good to be me. All right, he will leave the court when he does his job as shitty as the media does their job. Right. Okay, so he ain't leaving because they're going to stay shitty forever. My man is going to write the majority opinion on this Bruin case. Our time has finally come. Listen to me. Ladies and gentlemen, anybody out there that is telling you a non-resident carry permit will help you after this ruling, they're lying. Anybody that's telling you take a certified NRA course, it will help you. 
They're lying. Anybody that tells you, go and qualify right now, it's going to help you, they're lying. Anybody tells you that if you qualify and put in for your carry permit now, it's going to help you, they're lying. If they ask you for any money, for any reason at all, related to the Supreme Court mm. ruling, they are charlatans and they are scum and they are lying. Okay? Should you get training? Yeah. Should you go through courses? Yes. Do whatever you want. You Run through running and gunning, doing whatever you want. Get your family and your loved ones out there. Get them trained as first responders and on firearms. But none of this is going to help because we have not a clue what it's going to look like when it finally lands on our plate in New Jersey and in New York. So please, cool your jets. Pass it around to your friends and families. Now, Mark Cheeseman... He thinks that we can have a decision as early as 523, Sandy. Wow. Yeah, he's thinking that we're going to get it Monday, 9 o'clock in the morning. Mark, from your mouth to God's ears, Mark, if you're right. I was under the assumption that we had until the uh, end of June that the court could issue uh, its ruling. But whatever, I hope I hope you're right, man. I hope Monday morning I wake up and, and I read uh, what's going on. But... Uh, I think that this protesting outside the courts and trying to coerce the uh, five uh, conservative justices is going to have a severe boomerang effect. And maybe it's going to help push Kavanaugh and Barrett a little further to the right. We don't have to worry about Alito. We don't have to worry about uh, Thomas. You know, Gorsuch is a libertarian and he, he gets a little wishy-washy. And obviously Roberts is worried about, you know, he needs to see the polling before he... Uh, <laughs> before he he renders his decision, you know. So what's the polling look like? If I agree with this ruling, what will it be for me? What will it seem for the history of my court? Listen, Roberts, the left does not care about the legacy of your court. They hate you, all right? right. They hate you and they despise you. They want to rule by tantrum. They want to rule by controlling the information and <clears throat> the misinformation with scary poppins and all these other people out there that they're going to control us like Twitter does right now and Facebook. Forget it, all right? He should just wake up, Roberts, and just become a man, his own man, and become a jurist in his own right and give us some good readings. But you know what, Sandy? I called him a pimp many, many years ago, and ever since the Obamacare decision where he said it's not a tax. Yep. All right. He's a turncoat pimp. Yep. Sorry. Pretty His much. court will always have a blemish on it because of that. Thomas makes you, my man. Alito makes you, my man. Gorsuch makes you. And Kavanaugh and now Barrett. Keep protesting outside their houses, you pink hat-wearing leftists. We need to protect ourselves and our family. It is my God-given right and my constitutional right to be able to protect myself and my family. I'm not a rich elitist that can have bodyguards walk around like that friggin' midget Bloomberg or the, the, the uh, jack-o'-lantern on crystal meth down in Trenton. <laughs> all right, That's very true. Or any of them, really. They all have the bodyguards. So let me ask you a question. New York has some of the strictest gun laws in the United States. How'd that work out? And they have red flag laws. Mm. So, And the red flag law didn't work with this 18-year-old nut job. No, it didn't. And, uh, of course, we go back to blaming the gun. Yeah, of course. They're going to make more restrictive uh, semi-auto bans in New York State to make this better now. Meanwhile, people like me have fought tooth and nail to not to have these red flag laws because the red flag laws fly in the face of the Constitution because they don't give you due process. Right. This gentleman had due process, threatened to shoot a school, was put at a mental institute for a day and a half, 
had all kinds of writings and manifestos, and the psychiatrist cleared him, and there was no link between what he had done previously and the Knicks check, and he was allowed to purchase three firearms, a bolt action, a semi-auto, and a pump shotgun. There you go. How, 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 how does that happen? It happens because the system is broken, has been broken, was was engineered broken and never fixed because government bureaucrats never admit to their mistakes, period, whether it's guns or health care or whatever. In 12 years that we've been doing this show, how many mass shooters have we seen that have slipped through the cracks and the loopholes of the Virtually mental health background every check? single one. Huh? Correct. Unless it was a minor like that nut Adam Lanza. Yeah. You know, right. where he couldn't get guns. His mother got them for him. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So he, in a way, slipped through as well. Right. So this kid had bizarre fa- uh, behavior. You know, he wore a hazmat suit to school with the mask on, the gloves, the kid booties, the and everything. Fu- really? Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. He wore a hazmat suit. Oh, All right. Man. And then he threatened to shoot up to school, and he joked about it. He made a threatening statement against the 17-year-old that he was going to shoot them. And they investigated, and they evaluated him, and then they released him. Okay? And he was not on the radar. So when he applied for his uh, gun permit and his guns, the FBI didn't see anything wrong. The state police didn't see anything wrong. And the police in the town he lives in didn't see anything wrong. Now, I don't know about the New York State. I thought New York had tough gun laws. But I can tell you this right now. If you were a kid in New Jersey and 18 years old and you threatened to shoot up a school, I can guarantee you that the New Jersey Knicks system, the red flag system, is not going to let you buy a gun. I can guarantee you. Because, Sandy, I could say I want to smash your face. Right publicly and tomorrow morning i won't be able to buy a gun now what about kids who are like 16 when they start with some delusional behavior and uh that because of the fact that they're they're kids it doesn't get reported to the mental health system see now i didn't know that so kids don't get reported to the mental health system you can't it's a lot of times they we'd have to check with a psychiatrist to figure to to Uh, pirelli or somebody please let us let us know because i don't i don't believe that you know, the system, because they're minors, right? So it doesn't... Yeah. Uh, Sandy, this kid wasn't a minor. He was 18. Yeah. But, but let me ask you a question. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was interrupting. No, but I mean, he went off the deep end long before this. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if any of that was recorded, if he was seen by a psychiatrist even prior to that, his, you know, his juvenile stuff probably doesn't mean... You know, again, I guess that's a question between psychiatrist and... You know, and the legal guys out there, maybe Schmutter, Knappen, one of you guys want to weigh in on that? I don't know. You know, this guy told us who he was. Yeah. All right? He right. told us he was crazy. Yeah. He told us who he was. Mm-hmm. And, they and all what, do, uh, though. Yeah. They all do ahead yeah. of time. They, they, You know, this is this is something that, and, and, and friggin' social media, it's all about, I want to be a, you know, I want to be a star. There's no difference between this and, and, and America has talent. You where, know, were, where were his parents? Right. Uh, where, were he, where were his parents? Right. They're both civil engineers. They work for the state, right? Where, 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 where were his parents? Like They're both state employees? Yeah, they're both uh, civil engineers with the state of New York. There you go. Yeah, can you uh, can you imagine this? But he Best told and us, brightest. you know, and this is one of the few times I I remember. I think this is the second time in my life I I agree with Piers Morgan, 
Piers Morgan wrote an, uh, an op-ed in uh, the the New York Post, you know, saying uh, that this guy told us who he was. They, the school officials reported him as troubling to the police and his parents. He said he wanted to do a shooting in the school again, wearing a hazmat, yeah. and and yet he was allowed to buy all of these armaments, you know, firearms that all of us take for granted. And uh, he was able to do this. He even had, you know, obviously now they're trying to vilify uh, soft body armor because that's what he of was course. wearing it. Yeah, right. And the, the police shot at him. Yeah, Murphy said that we could shove uh, our opponents in the gun lobby can shove their thoughts and prayers. We need federal gun laws and federal gun control. So let me ask, uh, you know, Hochschul up in New York and Murphy, what, what more laws do we need? You're not going to outright ban any firearms. You're not going to ban Molotov cocktails. You're not going to ban five gallons of gasoline or baseball bats or hammers or knives or anything like that. So what will, what will this do? Okay. Well, well, especially when your side can burn down cities. We're coming up on the second anniversary of, you know, the peaceful protests that mostly you know, peaceful, protests. mostly peaceful protests that I don't know, just magically or accidentally, just everything just caught fire. And Murphy says that he needs the New Jersey legislature to pass his handgun package 3.0 because that's going to further help prevent shootings in New Jersey. Bullshit. And Bullshit. It just makes it harder for law-abiding citizens. If your system doesn't work, if your background system doesn't work, if your red flag system that you push through, your if we, we have an unconstitutional red flag system in New York and New Jersey that flies in, in the face of having um, you know, uh, due process, and it doesn't work. So what's next? Yeah, what right. is going to make it work? Right, right. Because you've got incompetent bureaucrats who are, are putting it all together and grandstanding politicians who don't think through any damn move that they make. Again, whether it's firearms related or healthcare related, you know, we're suffering. We will suffer for the next 20 or 30 years from the decisions that were made two and a half, three years ago. You know, his all political. In his manifesto, this kid wasn't right. This kid wasn't left. He was just all over the place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he was saying that he hopes in his manifesto that his attack brings stronger gun laws. Yeah. Because, you know? because, and, and for the reason of being able to kill more people. Yes. Yes. And, so, and what did the left do? They responded in a knee-jerk fashion and gave this psychopath exactly what he wanted. And correct. all the other psychopaths to be out there exactly what they wanted. We've, yeah. we've said this how many years now? The killing field is the no-gun zone. Yep. Wherever you see a sign, no guns allowed. Get the hell um, out of there. And my heart does go out to all of the people that were Absolutely. shot sure. shopping in a grocery, in a grocery store, store with their families. Right. There was people that right. worked in the food banks there. This cruel son of a bitch and a retired cop who was a security guard gave his life and, and, and fought it out, too. I saw the explicit video, and no one should see it. No one should really. see it. No. Yeah, it's, I saw uh, it also. And an 86-year-old yeah. woman who was the mother of the fire chief. Yes, 
I mean, yes. uh, this is a pe- and and again, if you see his behavior, it, it's like he's playing some sort of freaking video game. Uh yes, it is a video game. It's uh, he th- it looked just like it, and he wore the uh, helmet cam and everything. Yeah, you know? the whole nine yards. These assholes want to be some celebrity. They want to post up on Facebook Live or Twitch or some other piece of crap. Uh, platform that they can take their... This is a societal issue. It's got nothing to do with firearms. Like you said, this isn't the first time things like this have happened. The the worst school massacre happened in Chicago when an ex-janitor burned the school down with five gallons of gasoline. Yeah, but it's only the gun they fixate on. Exactly. Because uh, it's, you know, it's, it's the convenient thing. It's yeah. just, we've said it over and over and over again. It's not the gun they hate. It's us that they hate. Remember the Christmas parade, right? The Christmas parade was a car killed yeah, all those right. people. Exactly. Right? A car killed all yeah. those people. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it was. Um, and it wasn't the right left? that did it. We've got about no. uh, maybe six minutes. Oh, well, good. Well, we about have four a, we minutes. Have, we have a lot of time. So uh, my buddy Mike, Mike Tenwide... Um, <laughs> listening to the show this morning, the pushing of drugs and alcohol are all part of Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The When I was a kid, uh, cigarette ads on TV were eliminated and PSAs to stop smoking abounded TV. Now smoke shops and vaping is everywhere and the state of Oregon has approved legal drugs, coke and heroin. With pot now legal, we are going down the wrong path fast. This country needs and state needs a strong leader before all this crap cannot be reversed. Listen to me. It's not going to happen. This is what they want. It's like the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. They want us all drunk and drugged and happy. Okay. Um, That's why they're letting they're letting fentanyl over the border by the truckload. And and, and the, the borders are wide open. It's it's drug dealers pouring over the, the you know the the Chinese are pouring tremendous amounts of money and fentanyl into into uh, uh, the, the cartels uh, to c- come in and poison and destroy us from within and we're just going right along with them. Aren't you know, Lou Mafi sent me. He goes, "You spoke about the fentanyl crisis on last week's show." Coincidentally, on Thursday, I came across an interview that was conducted in December of 2021 with our new DEA administrator. Remember Ann Milligram? Milgram? Mm. Yeah. Remember her? She was our attorney general under John Corzine and Christie for a while. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't watch Face the Nation, but I don't know why this interview did more, didn't do more media attention. Well, because they suppress it. But this interview is almost a joke because she admits how bad the situation is, but she is serving under an administration and political class that aid and abet this and don't give a shit about we the third tier. She flat out says that China is producing this shit. We already knew that. And Mexican cartels are trafficking through a loose border. We already knew that. And that social media is being used to market it. Yeah. She specifically mentions TikTok and Snapchat, okay? It's worth watching if you haven't seen it. And I did watch it. But it's defeatist attitude. They know it's coming in and they don't care. They turn a blind eye. So what 107,000 young American kids died? We're replacing them by illegals. That's right. 
We're replacing them by illegals. This is just cannon fodder. We couldn't start a new war, the neocons, and kill 107,000 young Americans and have the defense contractors make trillions of dollars with all their lobbyists and the politicians. So instead, what we'll do is we'll make millions of dollars trafficking drugs through the country, billions of dollars, and 107,000 young kids will die. Eh, so what? Drugs and people. Let's not forget that. The human... Uh, the human smuggling for for the sex trades is unbelievable. Oh, oh my it, God. It, it's at its height. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm going to jump ahead. Okay. I'm going to jump ahead because I, you, you brought it up. <sighs> okay. Another reason to read my book, you're talking about drug, traf- drug tra- uh, trafficking, human trafficking. Mm-hmm. How about this? Teen girl disappears at NBA game and turns up 11 days later in nude photos on a sex trafficking site. There you go. A 15-year-old girl attended a Dallas Mavericks basketball game at the American Airlines Center with her dad April 8th. She got up to use the restroom and never came back. Okay? Surveillance shows the girl leaving the arena with a man in his 40s. The father called the Dallas PD and was told to call the cops in his hometown of North Richmond Hills, thinking the girl was a runaway. Okay, the North Richmond Hills police, in turn, told him to call the Dallas police because that's where it, where she disappeared. Could you imagine this? You are your own first first responder. responder. The American Airlines Center claims the men, the man who was seen leaving with the girl, got in with a counterfeit ticket. Eleven days later, her parents were sent a nude picture of her from a sex trafficking site. Frustrated with the Dallas PD, the family contacted the Houston-based Texas Counter-Trafficking Initiative. The girl's parents gave them a picture of the missing girl. Using facial recognition technology, the Dallas Counter-Trafficking Initiative was able to locate the girl in less than a day. She was being trafficked 200 miles away in Oklahoma City, Sandy. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City police raided an extended stay American Hotel where they found the girl. She had been raped numerous times. Eight people were arrested and charged with human trafficking, rape, and the distribution of child pornography. The family then hired an attorney. The family was frustrated. After days of not getting any information from the Dallas Police Department or the Dallas uh, Police not taking any action, the family sought out the help of this agency. When a 40-something-year-old man walks in, with a fi- walks in with a 15-year-old girl and rents multiple hotel rooms, and then there is a traffic coming in and out of these rooms, these are red flags. The girl was being sexually assaulted in a motel room multiple times while they had her drugged up. Could you imagine? This is our country. Yep. Could you imagine? And, and we want more of it. <clears throat> fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy money-saving solution. Introducing the Shipbaggerator, this year's all-new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun For Hire Radio. The Shipbaggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Shipbaggerator in the town square. Open the lid and drop the shit bag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it. Back and forth, side to side, round and round, shit bags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. Slice shit bags so thin 
they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest ship bags. Murderers, rapists, child molesters, no problem. Just set it to high, and the ship baggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top, drop them in, and watch as the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing! Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the ship baggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, there's more. For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, dice, and cube. The ship baggerator and four specialty blades, all for the same low, low price. Unbelievable. So don't wait. Fall and get yours today. The ship baggerator is available only at Gun for Hire Radio. Operators are standing by. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some housekeeping, ladies and gentlemen. Marty's V Burger, martysvburger.com. 20% off. If you mention Gun For Hire, Gun For Hire Radio, you can also pick it up at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. Uh, Decoding Firearms with John Petrolino is available on Amazon. It's also available here at the Gun For Hire Pro Shop. Look him up also on Facebook, The Pen Patriot. And he also has a YouTube channel now. Excuse me. Gun Lawyer Podcast, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Gun.Lawyer. Check out Evan Knapp. What do you hear this week? Yes. Support those who support you. Bookmark this page and share far and wide. 350 Pro, two-way businesses, products, and services. QuarantineCrawl.com. Don't forget my book, Crime Proof. Think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. CrimeProofBook.com. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, or right from uh, CrimeProofBook.com or the gun range. My doctor, Optimal Health Wellness nj.com optimal health wellness nj.com dr joe sambatero look him up it's concierge medical baby accessible 24 7 no more than 250 patients tony gallo the president of lake island rifle and pistol club in carteret new jersey l-a-k-e-i-s.org look him up um Zen Float Center, 219 Park Avenue, Scotch Plains, zenfloatcenter.com. Ask for Sharon Decker, Sharon and Chris, salt of the earth people. Check it out. It will definitely clear your mind. You will have an out-of-body experience and get that blood pressure down, zenfloatcenter.com. Our newest sponsor, Sandy, I was there last week getting my, my hair did, The Lash Lounge in Cliffside Park. Nice. The Last Lounge in Cliffside Park is One Town Center Drive Suite 1012 Cliffside Park, New Jersey. It's right in a mall where there's an Anytime Fitness 
and the Kilwins for chocolate, by the way, baby. Uh, so it's called the Lash Lounge, Cliffside Park, New Jersey, lashlounge.com. Check them out. I, they do lashing, threading, eyebrows, I don't know, all kinds of stuff like that. I'm going to go there and get my feet scraped. Uh, we have plenty of lockers available. There's a visual. I can't get out of my head. <laughs> we have plenty of lockers available for rent, large and small. We just had more lockers come in because we sold out. Uh, gunforhire.com forward slash locker. Uh, look for a soft opening for the gun store at Gun for Hire in about two weeks. Soft opening in about two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. And right now, grand opening will probably be around 4th of July or maybe sooner. Going to be a lot of stuff going on. 2,200 square feet, multi-line dealer and accessories as well as full gunsmithing services and anything else you may need. We will also be offering face-to-face transfer Ingoing transfers, outgoing transfers, and uh, Elon Musk is going to be stopping by. We're going to shoot a SpaceX rocket out of here, too. I just made that up, by the way. So some of you might have seen uh, my video a few weeks ago. We now have a Challenge Coin Museum. Do you really? At the range. Sandy, wait till you see what Matt did. We have three, three of the oldest Challenge Coins in the world. Can't they are help. real on display in a lit-up mirrored box mounted to the wall. Wow. They're from the uh, 1950s, and uh, you got to see these things. Uh, Buffalo Infantry, and uh, they're just beautiful, three specimens, and we have our challenge coins laid out. So I did the video, and I get a letter. Dear Anthony, thank you for sharing the video of your challenge coin display. You have a beautiful collection. I am sending you this gift. I am over at Epsikin. Is it Epsikin? Epsikin, yeah. Epsikin. And uh, Memorial Founders Committee. And we are um, going, uh, I can't read her. They're having a fundraiser. Maybe I'll have a spot left. That's fine. But she sent me a coin because I am a true patriot. Sandy Hickerson. She's a, she's a huge patriot as well. So I have this beautiful coin from her. It's from September 11, 2001. It's the Epsikin 911 Memorial Founders Committee. It's going in the case today, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, Sandy Barardi, we have a beautiful, beautiful Challenge Coin Museum. Uh, I've been collecting for so many years, and uh, Bill Skillen, who is the manager of the new gun store, he's a retired Patterson police officer, and when he saw my Patterson uh, uh, police uh, challenge coin. He thought he was getting it, but he ain't getting it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get him one. Okay. So J- Joey Grimaldi, who was one of the two winners of the Ray Charles commemorative plaque from the 22 Fun League, right? He wrote, Anthony, the radio show volume is strong again. For a while, it was low. My Ray Charles plaque is hang- proudly hanging on my wall, looking forward to new leagues. Um, and he wants to know what I think the Buffalo-New York effect will have on the Supreme Court. Well, I just covered that, Joey. It's not going to have any effect on the Supreme Court. They already made up their decisions on the Supreme Court. If anything, I think it's going to help them double down even more. I hope I'm right. Uh, Sandy, you do you hope I'm right? Yes. I do hope you're right. Of course right. he does. Uh, okay, here's another one. Remember last week I was saying how our politicians are detached? The things they think we care about, we don't care about. Yes. Well, John Petrolino, the pen patriot and writer for Amolam, bearing arms and everything else, he sent me the Rasmussen poll. It's not even on the radar. The right to life stuff, 
Yeah. The Roe v. Wade is not even on the radar. Neither is climate change, okay? They're worried about inflation. They're worried about crime, which is us. That's what we're really worried about. You know, we fixed all of the problems in this country, and last week they voted to give the Ukraine another $40 billion. Yeah. Which is, because everything here is fixed. Right, and combined with what they gave them already is more than the Russian annual defense budget. Yeah. And meanwhile, uh, chicken uh, chicken wings are now forty two dollars for a package. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, so, listen to this. Uh, in case you need it, another reason not to ever go to a fast food restaurant. We all know Washington State, Seattle, Oregon. They're they're horrible right now. Right. A manager of an Arby's confesses to urinating in the milkshake mix at the Arby's numerous times because he videotaped it on his phone. But here's the catch. He was arrested for downloading kitty porn, and when they checked his phone, they found the videos of him video himself peeing in the milkshake mix and putting it in a machine and bragging about it. <sighs> Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah. This pedophile is peeing in the milkshake machines, and he's getting off on it, right? And he's a pedophile, and he's looking to abuse little kids. Uh, by the way, um, there was in uh, Seattle a school that had a, uh, a drag queen come on and do a drag queen show for the kids. Oh, good. And the drag, drag queen is a man dressed as a woman and did a show. The drag um, queen was just arrested for raping a 15-year-old boy. See, oh. what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, nothing, really. I mean, what, just, what could possibly go wrong? Just a hater is what you yeah. are. Meanwhile, Disney has lost $63 billion their in market stock cap. Their shit right now. Did their, you see their it'll stock? It'll be a junk stock soon, the penny much, stock. Yeah, pretty much. Good, but they, but they just introduced the full LGBTQI++ XYZ line of clothing. Oh, good. Yeah, which excellent. which is yeah. good. And listen, yeah. I, I'm whatever. Uh, but here's the best part. So you know, Netflix issued a memo to all their employees to toughen up. If they're going to be offended, they should find a new job. And then the next day, they laid off 150 people, including executives. And then the next day, they canceled about 50 woke shows. Uh, you know, like uh, Anthony rides a unicorn while finding out he's quadrisexual. You know, shows like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is in prime, you know, which is a uh, a primetime family friendly show. Yeah, Netflix wrote, "Not everyone will like or agree with everything on our service. While every title is different, we approach them based on the same set of principles. We support the artistic expression of the creators." You know what they found out Netflix that all like 22 million subscribers had the same password. They're all sharing one guy's password. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, go woke and go broke, Anthony's been saying. <laughs> go woke and go broke. Meanwhile, you know, Elon Musk is on a tear attacking the Biden administration. Now he says he's going to vote Republican. Of course, uh, sexual harassment allegations came out against him already. Of course. Uh, and he lost some social scorecard through the S&P 500 or something. You know, yep. they have this social scorecard. They, they, took away, they took it away from him. He basically said, he tweeted, Biden does not run the country. Whoever runs the teleprompter is running the country. <laughs> Thanks, Alon. We've been talking about that. Mm, 
for 18 months now. Right. Welcome okay. to the party. <laughs> and and Twitter told Elon when he offered $44 billion, made the offer, he, they said that less than 5% of their followers were bots or spam. So they did a, an analysis, an outside company did an al- analysis on uh, all 41 million of uh, Puddin' Pop's uh, Twitter account, yeah. and 50% are fake accounts, like his voters. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Just 50%. Like Could you imagine if Twitter is 50% fake, like fake users? Right. Okay, and the CEO, Parag Argwal, wrote a huge, like, 10-part tweet uh, talking about how they go through this whole analysis to make sure they're not bots and everything. Yeah, worked out. With, mm-hmm. And Elon Musk's response was the poop emoji. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, good to be a billionaire. Oh, my. It's good to be the richest man in the world. Yeah. Right? So listen to this. So uh, Jeff Bezos. Hello, Jeff Bezos. Hello, Jeff Bezos. When you're not in the waiting room of the plastic surgeon's office waiting for your girlfriend to come out, <laughs> when you're not in the waiting room with her because she looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon, prove me wrong. Google creature from the Black Lagoon and Google Lauren Sanchez and tell me what you think, ladies and gentlemen. I'll wait to see what you say. Okay. So guess what? Uh, Biden is keeps somebody's tweeting Biden's Twitter account, right? He, this is what somebody tweeted from Biden's account. He was sleeping already. No, he doesn't know. You want to bring down inflation? Let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. So this is Jeff Bezos, who owns the Washington Post, right? The newly created disinformation board should review this tweet, or maybe they need to form a new non-sequitur board instead. Raising corporate taxes is fine to discuss. Taming inflation is critical to discuss. Mushing them together is just misdirection. Okay, this is the richest man in the world. Then he wrote, in fact, the administration tried hard to inject even more stimulus into an already overheated inflationary economy, and only mansions saved them from themselves. Inflation is a regressive tax that hurts most the least affluent misdirection doesn't help the country okay now of course they're all jumping on bezos now meanwhile bezos newspaper writes the exact opposite okay it he they're 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 siding with the biden administration okay well there's a surprise yes Meanwhile, I think he's seeing our country going to shit because he knows after stagflation, when we when this country collapses, when we have an economic collapse, his sales are going to go down. And oh, let's yeah. face it, his company is based on fake right now. He, they don't make any money. It's all fake based on growth and what the capital right. equipment they own and their expansion. Exactly. If he had two bad quarters, he'd be out of business. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Holy shit, I can't And look at what happened. It. I mean, the downfall of Netflix and Peloton and all these things, everybody started getting outside again. You know, yes. the, the, uh, they found out that, oh, my goodness, you could actually go outside and breathe the air and not die. You, want, you know how we say uh, liberalism is a mental disorder? Mm-hmm. And it's like a forest fire. It destroys everything in its path. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ready for this, Sandy? Portuguese are angered at influx of Californians. Who are moving there and importing their problems? So are South Carolinians. Okay, they they have uh, 
there's been a 45 increase, 45 percent increase in people from California moving to Portugal. And now the Portuguese are writing signs in English and Portuguese saying, Californians, please go home. <laughs> OK, because of their pushy attitudes, oh, the way they're gentrifying obnoxious. and complaining yes. about everything. So they have what they call a golden visa that if you buy a house there, if you purchase a home that's worth 500,000 euros or more, so about three quarters of a million dollars U.S., you're allowed to stay there. So they're getting this huge, yes, they're getting this huge influx of Californians. I guess it's spread like wildfire. They want them out now. Oh, yeah. They want them out. Nobody wants them. Like New Yorkers. (laughs) They're going to end up wandering nomad tribes of liberals. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't look good on you. I'm offended by that. You can't own that. You can't eat that. You can't do that. That They're just going to be roaming around. Okay? Nomadic socialists. (laughs) No country to corrupt. (laughs) (laughs) And and the ex- the ex-Fed chair says the U.S. economy is heading towards stagflation. I don't believe it's heading towards stagflation. I believe we're headed for a crash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I believe we're headed for If they for say a crash, one thing, crash. you know it's two steps past that. You know, uh, <laughs> this is a first pass. Of, uh, it was a first pass audit. And we found out that 2,400, just from John McConnell, 2,400 registrants... <laughs> On the New Jersey voter rolls are 105 and older, and they're still active. <laughs> okay, people born prior to 1917. That's they're great. still active. They're still active on the voter rolls. Yeah, That's how many good. people in their how 90s that are Biden dead are still <laughs> active? They all voted for Biden. It's great. This is the shit we're dealing with. Yeah, this is what we're dealing with. Uh, then I got a, a learning, a little bit of a learning segment here. Uh, this is how you're supposed to train, all right? Uh, an Indiana man fatally shot two armed intruders in his home and then held two others at gunpoint during a bizarre burglary where he knew at least one of the would-be thieves. Most crimes are not random, okay? Yeah. Are crimes random? Yes, but crimes like that perpetuate, per- perpetu- yeah, whatever. Uh, when someone come into your house, like a home invasion or something, yeah. they've been there before. Absolutely. Okay. They know what you got. They know you have your stuff or they know you're a business owner or whatever. But I just want to say bravo that uh, his wife and kids were home and uh, he had uh, he shot two and killed them and he held the other two at gunpoint, which is not easy. Uh, four attackers. I don't know what kind of training he had, but my man, um, you know, uh, pretty good training. And uh, obviously, Indiana, you can carry a gun. So uh, I believe that's uh, that's a pretty good uh, pretty good thing there. Uh, check this out because I'm never going to get a chance to do letters. I want to end on this final learning because I think it's important for everybody. Doctor Optoff, Anthony, hope you're doing well. I believe you had surgery. No, doc, my surgery was postponed till seven eleven right now. Uh, thank you for your recent referral. Always appreciate it. Please remind your listeners, Murphy campaigned to legalize weed. It took him nearly six years to get those stores open, and he liked the idea of legalized weed. Do they really believe that if the Supreme Court rules in favor that he will move quickly? This man is going to move as slow as possible to prevent that. He's talking about Murphy granting us the right to carry. He's not going to have any um, input on this, Doc, Dr. Optoff from... uh, 
Optoff Center of Psychotherapy in Westwood, by the way. He's, this is going to go right to the courts. It's going to be a fight in the courts, and the Supreme Court will intervene if needed if they're uh, trying to violate more of our rights in the face of the ruling. The key is to have Thomas write the majority under strict scrutiny. That's the key. And Dan Schmutter will elaborate that more, uh, win, lose, or draw, as we um, proceed. So Dominic Portelli um, and uh, Jess and a few other people thanked me uh, for pitching uh, 2,000 Mules. Uh, if you can watch it, watch it. I watched it with Dinesh D'Souza. It's amazing, the cell phone pinging technology and the video cameras they use. Yes, the ballot boxes uh, were stuffed. Uh, this is true. And, uh, you know, he wrote... Uh, that uh, he called me a true patriot. You are as well, Dominic. But he's like, in order to clean up this mess, we have to clean up our voter uh, rolls. They're not going to do it. Make mail-in voting and drop box voting illegal. They're not going to do it. Making it a law that people need to show up in person to vote after showing ID, they're not going to do it. We cannot let Republicans be passive on this issue. Republicans are the same as Democrats. They just have a different letter at the end of their name, you know. And uh, we're all going to suffer under this, Dom, and we're going to suffer under Biden. Sandy says the pendulum swings both ways. I say it as well. And I think something's coming. I think Trump was a precursor to the average American getting pissed off. You know, we're getting millions of people coming in in the southern border to replace us. And and I don't believe in this great replacement theory or whatever is that where, where it's a racial racist racist thing. I believe the replacement theory is to replace the third tier with fully second tier. And if you've never listened to this sh show before, here's the deal. Uh, the first tier are the elites, the law-abiding, uh, the, the elites and, the, um, and the, the rich people and the political class and obviously the media class, and they're the ruling class. And then the second tier is the illegals and the criminals. And then the third tier is the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens, you know, what's left of the middle class. With this gas prices approaching $6 and inflation and everything going on, you're now taking millions of people in the United States that were low-income class, low class, not low-class like, like me, like, hey, what are you scratching over there? Not that kind of low-class, but like lower-income lower class. <laughs> now you've pushed them into poverty. Right. COVID, two-year lockdowns, pushed millions of people into poverty where we had this huge transfer of wealth, and now they're finishing us off with this inflation and green energy. The Green Deal, we all know it's a farce and everything. So, so the replacement theory that I'm talking about is they're – Getting rid of the third tier, which is tends to be the middle class. They need two classes. They need a ruling class and a serf class. They don't care what color, religion, sexual persuasion you are, but they need you every day to pick up a rake or a shovel or a, you know, a tractor trailer and, and bring them their champagne. That's, that's what it comes down to. And, uh, you know, our, we're on the cusp right now of all of this blowing up in our face. And, you know, Al Valenti uh, sent me this. Do you know what's going on with, in Sri Lanka, Sandy? This is our learning I I portion. do not, no. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, as our learning, we always talk about having, like, uh, you know, meals and stuff. So you should all be stocking up on canned goods. Rotate the canned goods, obviously. Maybe you want to get, you know, um, replaceable meals, energy bars. Start looking at, you know, stuff that doesn't require electricity, stuff that doesn't require that much water, some protein sources and stuff. I'm not a prepper, so it's not easy for me to do this, but there was an article in the General Dispatch in, in the UK because, you know, they will never talk about this uh, uh, in the United States, but 
uh, in Sri Lanka right now, there's tons of rioting and fires and, and killings going on. Uh, and the article is called Nine Meals Between Civilization and Anarchy, Sri Lanka Erupting. You can Google nine, the number nine, nine meals between civilization and anarchy. So what the premise is, if, if, you're, if your people go three days without food, there's going to be anarchy. That's what happened during the Arab Spring, by the way. In a different life, uh, in our bug out bag, <clears throat> we had a three-day supply. You know, we had to go at any time, anywhere, and... We were always told if, after three days, if armed people didn't show up, we had to get the hell out of there because the entire civilization would break down. And I saw it happen in Haiti uh, when I was there. I saw it happen in a number of places where you go in after a disaster and uh, within three days, the entire society breaks apart. So Sri Lanka, because of corruption and uh, global disruptions and stuff, They've had over three days without food, medicine, and gasoline, and there's been power outages for up to 15 hours a day. The people, the police, and the military have been unable to contain the anger of the starving third tier. Mm -hmm. Politicians and police and military are being pulled out of their homes and cars and beaten to death. This okay, is they're being this set is, on fire and thrown into rivers. Right. This is what. This is why in the Weimar Republic, and this is what we're doing here. You you touched on this before. During the Weimar Republic, they made prostitution, uh, drugs, uh, and pretty much everything illegal. Uh, illegal. Just to keep the um, the proletariat uh, from killing them, from climbing into their windows and dragging them out and beating them in the streets. And, and they understand that. And that is why uh, Homeland Security looks at us like we are some sort of a threat to the world. Because we are. Yeah. Uh, the, John McConnell, that, by the way, Al Valenti had sent me that nine meals between civilization and anarchy. Uh, John McConnell, who's a real organized guy, civilian response and everything, cert teams and stuff, ready.gov. Ready.gov. Yeah. Yeah. It's an in-depth guide to citizen preparedness. It's a FEMA thing. But it's – let me see how many pages it is. And it's not that uh, bad. No, no, no. But, I, but most of our listeners can't read much. Uh, 30 pages. I know I can only go about seven pages and I lose interest. But it's 30 pages. You should read ready.gov. You should definitely read that. You should definitely start preparing. You, sh you know, if you buy water for your house – What's wrong with keeping five cases of water in your house? Right. And, white and when rice. you use yeah, and when you use number five, put another case of water right. on top of it. Exactly. The same thing with toilet paper, obviously, yep. right? The same thing with twenty two ammo. Okay, you should have a twenty two rifle and a twenty two handgun, obviously. But canned goods are good. You have to be careful of sodium content, right? Obviously if you have high blood pressure or medical issues or food allergies or anything, but buy low uh, sodium. Buy low sodium exactly, but start looking at at your house and say, all right, how much room do we have, and what we can what can we buy? You know, there's boredom too. Don't buy sixty eight cans of tuna fish, right? Because after day three, you're not going to be able to eat it anymore unless you have to eat it. There are certain foods or certain like Western makes freeze dried foods or whatever, but uh, you know, with the wheat shortages and the um, the uh, the, God, the fertilizer shortage is coming out of the Russia and Ukraine right now. And the, the lack of a diesel fuel on the East Coast that they're going to start to uh, ration. And remember, everything that you buy or eat is related to diesel. 
from the tractor uh, that plows the, you know, fields uh, to the truck that gets it to and from the plant to the ship to the train to everything is running on diesel. And we sent all of our diesel, interestingly enough, to the Ukraine. Thank you very much. All to the Ukraine. And, you know, we have an inept, a really inept administration right now. They're worried about pronouns. They're not worried about yeah. us, the Starving. third tier. Exactly. Uh, and they because they won't starve. Right. No, exactly okay? right. Yeah. They, well, I read something once about the Renaissance period. They said whenever you pulled into a, a village or a town, you could always tell who the, the royalty, the politicians, and the clergy were because they were they the, were fat, the ones. fat ones. <laughs> right, right. So they'll, they'll still be the fat ones. But, you know, our, like they, 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 they botched this whole baby formula thing. This is only the beginning, Sandy. Yeah. Right. Okay. What's look, so much? It's another. It's another government uh, foobar, right? Yep. Because uh, this is an FDA issue. And again, I go back to remember. I'm talking from some, from a position of knowledge. Um, these are not the best and the brightest folks um, no. uh, on the planet. And uh, the, the FDA uh, is 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 a is a wonderful organization um, filled with brilliant people. <laughs> who, uh, you know, just happened to not figure this whole thing out, that when you shut down the only plant, and there was no link between the children who died um, and the the bacteria that they found in the uh, warehouse. And it could have easily been taken care of, and that is a most common bacteria that you can find pretty much everywhere. Uh, and there was no link between any of the kids. But we shut it down. And uh, our same FDA bans uh, the importation of baby food from, you know, third world countries like uh, Germany and uh, Switzerland <laughs> and places of that. And Canada, you know, we just we can't allow that. For protectionary reasons. Yes. Or they're not yes. getting kickbacks or grants. Well, That's maybe, why. maybe there's that. I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> yeah. But listen. You need to prepare now. Look at your house. You need toilet paper. You need potable water. The cheapest water you could buy is the gallons of water for 99 cents. No more. They can, now, now they're, now they're $1.25. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they cannot be stored in direct sunlight. Right. They have to be stored in a cool, dark, uh, place, yeah. dark place, like where you keep your bodies, all right? Yeah, right. But they have to – I didn't say that, did I? They have to be stored in that situation – so, so every time you go to the store, how much is it for a bottle, a uh, gallon of water now, Sand? About a buck twenty. Buck twenty. So get them, get them, get the cheapest brand. You know, Stop and Shop brand or Shoprite brand or Publix. Whoever's listening to this, start stocking up on water. Start stocking up on some canned foods that you like. Look at proteins. Beans are great. Beans are great. Okay. Don't get dried beans if possible because you're going to need a lot of water to soften them up. A lot of times the canned beans are better. You can just rinse them. And listen, I could eat chickpeas right out of a can. Right. Uh, not what I do it every day, no. But my mother used to take chickpeas, a little onion, and a little oil and vinegar, and make like a chickpea salad. You've had that, right, Sandy? Oh, almost every yeah. day. Like we that. called them chichi beans when Chichi's. I was a kid. Yeah, so listen, listen to me. This you, you need to go online, find some resources for preparing, and you need and you need to get your family and stuff set up. You need to think about your 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 offspring and loved ones in a remote yeah. access. Listen, if you have an elderly parent that owns a house, our parents, that house has a lot of room, start stocking the stuff there yeah. if it won't fit yep. in your condo or apartment or wherever you're living. Put it there. 
I would even get a storage Mitch. shed to the. I mean, we're 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 being serious here, guys. We, yes, this is this is not an if. This is a when, and it, and the when is coming soon. Uh, probably by June, we're looking at ten dollar a gallon gasoline, and uh, and lines and lines, rationing a lot of rationing. Those younger folks who don't understand what the Carter years were like and odd, odd even and plates. even plates, um, yep. you're going to find out, and you're going to find out while Grandma put back her, um, you know, kept her baking grease in a jar by the stove. Um, and washed out Ziploc bags yep. and washed aluminum and washed foil aluminum and hung foil. it on the clothesline. Yep, exactly right. I uh, told you, my grandfather used to smoke those little Denobili cigars. When they got down to the, the, they were burning his lip, he used to take them out and he used to put them on the cement wall in his backyard. Yeah. And when they dried out a few days later, he used to put them in a corncob pipe and smoke those. Yeah, right. Nothing wasted. Nothing wasted. Nothing, nothing wasted. Listen, water is going to be an issue, and I believe food is going to be an issue. And listen, I'm no nut when and, it comes to And electricity to this. is going to be an issue, too, especially when we are trying to get um, all these electric cars <laughs> on the grid that cannot support them. So um, I hope Cap- you have a, 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 a different mode of transportation than your Tesla. The left coast has already warned that yep. this summer there's going to be blackouts and rolling brownouts all through the state because their grids are shot and they're overrun with electric cars plugging in now. And throughout the entire Midwest and uh, the Southwest. So uh, there's going to be some big issues. Uh, and, and, and seriously, if you know, if, if those of you who are lucky enough to live out in rural America, uh, make friends with a farmer. Uh, because that's going to be your lifeline. <clears throat> Listen, I read a book 100 years ago by a, uh, an investing guy called Andrew Tobias. You remember him? Oh, Andy? yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the other things to look at with inflation rampant right now, if you were to buy in the next five weeks $500 worth of food mm-hmm. and it takes you six or eight months to consume it, the way inflation is out of control, that $500 worth of food might end up being worth $1,000. It exactly. would have cost you $1,000 yeah. six months from now. That's right. So, so start thinking about it that way, too. But remember, buy stuff that you're going to eat. Buy stuff that yeah. you can use and not, consume. Not, yeah, don't not. buy it and put it in the basement and forget about it. Right. No, no, no. Don't start buy stuff having, you don't eat either. Correct. Start having chickpeas with dinner at night. Start making tuna every day, whether you like it with the oil and vinegar or you like it with a little mayo or you like it right out of the can, whatever it may be. Yeah, buy hungry. six containers of mayo. Buy 50 cans of tuna. But you got to start consuming it and you got to rotate it. Yeah. All right? Because it can go bad. I don't trust anything in the freezer. Sandy mentioned blackouts. I, I wouldn't trust anything that's got to be frozen. Right. Think about medications. You should have a week or two supply extra of medications, especially if it's something that you need I would to keep you a, alive. I would say at least a month supply. Uh, if you can get a month, get yeah. a month. You can talk to your physician. I asked Dr. Joe. Uh, the way I scammed it was when Tracy and I were going to Florida, I told Dr. Joe my prescription was going to run out mm-hmm. and uh, while I was in Florida. So can he write me a sooner one? And he did, and insurance actually approved it. And I picked They'll do up a travel uh, one. Yeah, they yeah, will. So, yeah, so now I have like uh, 25 days extra of my medication. And I'm like Sandy now. I have a few that I have to take every day. And Son there's a, a, you know, a little trick my wife used to teach to the older folks, too, is, um, what, you know, your insurance company will allow you a refill kind of early. So if you sandbag maybe about five to seven pills every single month, 
even if it's three or four pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just go in, you know, you renew every, tw- whatever it is. Ask your pharmacist. Your pharmacist, pharmacist will know if it's 26 days or 27 days that they can do the renewal. Do the renewal and hold back that amount just so you have uh, enough um, medication. Especially At the end of the year, stuff. you'll have over a month buffer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you shave two or three days a, a month when you refill, you're right. You know, yeah. 10 months is 30 yeah. days. You'll, you'll have it. So. Yeah. And it won't really won't cost you anything extra, and you'll have that available for you. Very, very smart. I didn't even think of that, Sandy. I should have put that in my book. Uh, your family, get bug out bags, get first aid kits, get some tourniquets, take a stop the bleed class, take yeah. a CPR first right. aid AED class, whether it's a gun for hire or anywhere else, take them. Um, make sure your bags have some water in it, like the bagged water. It's all in my book, by the way. I'm repeating this over and over again, ad nauseum. But, uh, you know, your kids, if they're in school, they should have a bug-out bag with some emergency food. Everybody should have a nice multi-tool folding knife. Everybody should have a couple of flashlights. Um, life again, straw. Again, I, yeah, life straw. Again, I, I hope I'm 100% wrong and it doesn't happen. Yeah, me too. And, and you want to know something? If it doesn't happen, if inflation continues to run rampant, we'll have saved you a little money. Right. Because exactly. everything you bought is going to double and triple in price. Yep. And and you'll just eat it and maybe some and try to pick healthy stuff too. Don't buy hor- dinty more beef stew, okay? Uh, you know, maybe once in a while you could eat something like that, but you know, try to keep it as healthy as possible because the last thing you need uh in the way our country is going right now is any medical emergencies. You know, you don't you don't want to eat something salty or fatty every day, and then it, it creates another medical problem for you, or a drop in your blood sugar, or whatever else. And stay as healthy as you possibly can. Work out if you possibly can. Uh, anything you can to get healthy. Yeah, just uh, because. Listen, you're like we said, you are your self responder. Look at Glenn when he talked about that. Imagine if him and his wife didn't maintain their cool, he would have bled out and died, and I never would have received that email, and I never would have known what happened to him. Right. And uh, so, again, bravo to him and his wife. I hope they're out eating a nice dinner right now after our lunch, after going through something as crazy as that. So, uh, real quick, our long-range class, there's one seat left, June 17th and 18th, if you want to get into the long-range shooting. Uh, Obviously, we run our Utah uh, class at Cherry Ridge and here at Gun for Hire. It will not help you get a carry permit with with the Bruin ruling. Uh, Urban pistol, one, two, three, carbine, shotgun, holster draw, all on our Gun for Hire Academy site. Atenzia Kali, pen and knife class, 529. I think we have four empty slots left. It's come down May 29th for that class. It's right around the corner. And Tony Simon is back. The second is for everyone. He will be here June 9th, ladies and gentlemen. Sandy, I am done. Peace out. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a CounterThink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer, Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, it just may save your life. You can get a copy at the range, maybe even signed if he's in a good mood. Uh, or anywhere else (laughs) online where books are sold. Uh, Well, we love you guys, and God willing, Jesus tarries in the batteries. Hold out. We will see you again next week. Maybe me from a different state. From sea to the shine.